people who just say dumb shit. Matt, we count ourselves as people who just talk about dumb shit. We do. Is there anything that you find to be particularly important when talking about dumb shit? Well, the audio. We care about audio here. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. He's Matt. And he's Chris. This week for your listening pleasure, three podcasts, including an In the Can Spade, as well as Andrew Luck Retires, Luck Fallout, and Julia, don't call me Julie, Louis Dreyfus, the queen, as he calls her, and Over-Unders with Cousin Sal, plus a bonus podcast critique on Sal's Against All Odds, or whatever it's called. This is the back end of the Over-Unders. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Here we go. On the first one of the week, Andrew Luck retires. It was sort of posed as an emergency podcast, and then they just dumped a long David yes. Spade interview. David Spade, very funny guy. I like him. I like David Spade. 30 seconds in, this zip recruiter ad is botched as he tries to say the word league instead of lead. They send your job to over 100 of the, league, of the web's leading job boards. At two minutes and four seconds, how many H's in hold? Hold on tight. Pearl Jam at two minutes and 10 seconds. At 2.44, Bill resorts to one of his favorite time-related tropes. Not saying Pacific or West Coast time, but this. It was nighttime uh, PT. And he goes on and says it again at four minutes. Taping this Sunday, 10.30 PT AM. Chris, my notes say Bill loves PT. (laughs) And then at 5.25, a number of throat and swallowing-related sounds. For me in the football field. And then I wasn't on the football field. I felt quite empty. It was very unhealthy, first for me, second for the relationship with my now wife and my other relationships. The result has been the best thing that ever could have happened to me. At 7.36, remember when we didn't think of athletes as people and just thought of them as commodities? I have, But I have, it's different now? I have thoughts about this. You didn't think of them as people. You didn't think of them as um, having feelings like you did. They were just these props in this whole sports fan game that everybody was playing. This has been Bill's kick for the past, like, I want to say week and a half, something like that where he is bitter that we are nice to athletes. And the luck was sort of an example of it. He wanted people to be like, fuck Andrew Luck. He's retiring, abandoning his team. He's a traitor. He betrayed us. And as an example of this, Bill uses a piece that he wrote uh, about Roger Clemens in 1996. Yes. I think after he had gone to the the Yankees. Yeah. Wow. And said... Or as uh, Bill would say, Jesus. (laughs) And it was a shitty... Peace in the sense that he was really mean to Clemens. But instead of Bill just saying, you know what, I'm an asshole, that was a mean piece, Bill is using the comedy uh, version of sports writing that now sports writing is for wusses. Uh, that's how everybody wrote back then. I wasn't an asshole. Yeah, that's just how it racism was. Racism is okay. Yes, that's your that's granddad. A, that was my next point. <laughs> that's basically what he was saying. Now, obviously, not nearly as serious, and we certainly don't endorse any kind of racism, but that's what he was doing. Uh, and it's one of those me think he doth protest too yes. much. And it wasn't like there was some piece where they were like, remember when Bill wrote that 96 uh, Roger Clemens story? He brought this out up, up on his own. At 1028, there are many different elements at play, human and football. <laughs> Just from a human element, they look at it differently. And then from a football element. <laughs> at 1102, Dr. Bill, that is to say, Bill Simmons, the pod father, not his boring <laughs> mustachioed father. <laughs> he had a partially torn abdomen. This is what WebMD says. The abdomen, commonly called the belly, is the space between the thorax, chest, and pelvis. If you tear your abdomen, (laughs) you are basically breaking in half. This is the kind of shit that that Hulk does to Wolverine. (laughs) I think he means abdominal. Just sounds stupid. Speaking of stupid, at 1120, 
this sniff. Not to mention whatever, how many concussions he had. And you look at somebody like that who's a really smart guy. <laughs> now, Matt, this is a go-to Chris criticism. You know how tough it is to edit out a sniff? This is what it would sound like without the sniff. Not to mention whatever, how many concussions he had. And you look at somebody like that who's a really smart guy. Could you tell the difference? No. Yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> Great job, Cousin Kyle, editor, producer, engineer. At 12.04, the Andrew Luck saga has the potential to be the Super Bowl of take wars <laughs> with everyone on one side. This really has a, has a chance to be the Super Bowl of take wars where you have everybody on one side and, and then... <laughs> it would Matt, be like if the Super Bowl was only played with one team. I don't understand. <laughs> His analogy immediately breaks down. Everybody would have to be on separate sides or at least there would have to be two sides because that's typically how in my experience, football games are played. At 14.52, another long H. But really hoping and waiting for this. At 15.32, a sniff and then a swallow. Rodgers, when he went 15-1 and one that year. All the great ones have that one season where they just lay the smack down. And I think from the time he was at Stanford. At 18.51, more swallows. Peace about it. 2015, maybe. About Ryan Grigson the GM for the Colts who just completely fucked luck at 20 minutes and 14 seconds Bill complains that Colts general manager Ryan Grigson did not properly defend the Andrew Luck years especially with drafting an offensive line they didn't draft an offensive line so he says this 10 seconds after saying they drafted three offensive linemen. Yes. They took three offensive linemen, all of them sucked. <laughs> now, the fact that they drafted bad players or players who did not succeed is different from the concept that they drafted no offensive linemen. At 21 minutes? Bill is reading an article about Ryan Grigson, and he goes on to say that there is a quote in the article, and then he reads the quote, and then he goes on to say that there's another quote, and he reads this. There's another quote. To Grigson, scouting is not just a skill. It's a state of mind. And it doesn't stop when the film does. Matt, that was not a quote. <laughs> that is not something that Ryan Grigson said. That is a paraphrase of something he said. And it is a quote of the article. <laughs> but that's not a quote. Maybe Grigson didn't Bill say that. Was, I'm going to quote this article. <laughs> <laughs> it's deceptive in its uh, delivery. At 2408, I think he says the word 20 directly through his sinuses. <laughs> 20 to 1 odds that... At 29 minutes, Bill is not sure if he's going to be able to find six AFC title teams. I don't know. I don't know where we're finding six AFC title teams. Which is lucky because <laughs> there only needs to be one team that wins the American Football Conference. Six would make really for a crowded Super Bowl. Yeah. Honestly, it's the kind of Super Bowl that would be like the take wars of Andrew Luck. Yes. He jumps right from there to a luminary ad in which he says that this podcast they're doing is their first some sort of podcast and then immediately says... Oh, well, except for that time we did the Halloween one. That was just like that. I was really proud of this one. It was the first like really, really monster narrative podcast that we did. That we did, and um, I guess the second one because the Halloween one I guess was the first one. But <laughs> <laughs> at twenty nine twenty three, a snort, <laughs> Matt. There's something at thirty four oh seven regarding Arizona that I think you pointed out to me. Apparently, Arizona is a weird sports city. Arizona is such a weird sports city. Tucson, Phoenix, yeah. Flagstaff, all cities in Arizona. Good job. The state. 37 minutes and one second, litigation. That Song. is an interesting move when the person who doesn't have the seat is litigating with the person who actually is holding it. 
I looked up Merriam-Webster's definition of litigation, Matt, to carry on a legal contest by judicial process or to decide and settle in a court of law or archaic dispute. Bill is using the archaic form of litigate. At 58 minutes, Spade is telling the story about uh, the stagehand who sold the ripped up photo or a piece of the ripped up Pope photo from the Sinead O'Connor performance uh, to, I think, Inside Edition. Spade says, uh, I know it was big, meaning the picture, but if they had just kept it and then a mosquito interrupts. <laughs> and I think Spade says there's a mosquito or something like that. I know it was big, but, you know, if they kept there's a mosquito in here, if they kept it. Oh, I got him. Oh, gross. No. gross. Malaria, malaria, I feel it <laughs> sinking in my veins. Got him? <laughs> wow. Look, Spade's quick. Hey, let's talk about La- And then they go to an ad, the LaCroix ad. That we never pick it up. <laughs> Would we you say never that- know what f-ing could have been big because we, the fucking editor, Kyle, just says, you know what? Story seemed unimportant. Mosquito interrupted. Move on. It sounds like that, that concept bugs you. I like it. You know how sometimes Bill will do the thing where he says, hold on one second, we're gonna go, we're gonna do this ad. He doesn't do that. This was clearly Spade continued with the story, but they just chopped it here to insert this poorly executed LaCroix ad. And I'll go ahead and uh, pile on for the LaCroix ad because he botches what flavor of LaCroix. And then he says that he botched it. Key, that, I'm sorry, the tangerine. <laughs> Dude, take that out. Because remember, <laughs> we go over this every single week, even if we're very late because of Matt's fault like we are this week. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> These people are paying you money. It's just Bill a- just doesn't give two flying shit. It's like worse than not giving a shit because it's like, Man, I really botched those names. They're really giving me a hard time. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> also, 5957. Does this make sense? Only naturally essence flavor. No, it doesn't. Naturally essence flavor? <laughs> At one hour, 16 minutes and eight seconds. David, is it the fact that uh, you didn't trust them? Oh. You didn't trust them. I'm in town. No. I did trust them. I said, I'm in town. At one sixteen thirty-three. Oh, uh, okay. Kyle gets a text during the interview. Oh, you're getting a text? David Spade points it out, tries to go on with it, and then cannot resist (laughs) this jibe. I know it wasn't your trainer. (laughs) Um, David Spade, thank you, sir. Thank you for pointing out what the rest of us see and Bill doesn't. Matt, what would you call a skanky woman who was offering bargain prices on her hind appendage? It might be this. Great hotel deals. Great hotel deals. (laughs) We love hotel at the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I love nothing more than some hotel. At 132.37, you know what eternal means in the Bill Simmons world? Grown-ups is going to be eternal. It might last for 75 years. About three quarters of a century. (laughs) Bill decides that he's going to compare press junkets to something, and it's going to be something that's like a high-speed act, and the only thing you can think of is a T-shirt cannon. It's like a t-shirt cannon. They're just shooting oh t-shirts, God. but they're they actually start, interviews at it's, you. Because what better exemplifies firing things into, pe- into people's faces than a t-shirt cannon? But I like the way he has to describe it. It's a t-shirt cannon that shoots t-shirts. At a face. not the t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, what the f***, Bill? Great job. At 137.55, David Spade hits pay dirt. Because you're already in our algorithm. Listen to Bill get excited <laughs> at David Spade's mention of the word algorithm. Well, you're algorithm friendly. He is in high heaven. Give great algorithm. At 158.35, 
Bill is not uh, talking to David Spade any longer. He's talking to some dude who possibly works for Ticketmaster or something. Never heard of the guy. They're talking about Taylor Swift, and I think Bill uh, has a mouthful of something. The headline, we're taping this on a... Matt, at two hours, four minutes, and 39 seconds, is there an album besides 10 and Versus from Pearl Jam that you would like to listen to a song? Yes. The (laughs) answer is yes. God damn it. There are lots of them. In fact, the one right after Versus, Vitology, very good. I'll side with Bill. Matt is a nerd. While we're uh, talking about this guy and his uh, the Ticketmaster guy, did you notice how Bill introduced him Mm-mm. or introduced what they were going to talk Hubbard. about? Nathan Hubbard. He introduced what they were going to talk about him like this at 148.35. He said... And instead of just calling him about uh, the Taylor Swift album, which he has some hot takes on, um, we just decided to call him. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that podcast, two hours, 12 minutes and 20 seconds, and we're done. The next one also included the luck fallout. As Bill talks to Kyle Brandt, not sure who that guy is. I guess he's from the NFL Network. I yeah, don't know if he's on-air he's, talent or behind-the-scenes in production. He does uh, uh, wake-up football or good-morning football or something. Uh, good for him. Uh, he then talks to Julia. Again, don't call me Julie because it's not her name, Bill. Her name is Julia. Really like her. Louis Dreyfus. She's great. Yeah. This pod, 135.19. At one sixteen, this is what Bill calls Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julie Louis Dreyfus. This is what Jerry Seinfeld calls Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Miss mm-hmm. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Sounds like there's an A at the end of Julia. Does. For confirmation, this is what a young Julia Louis-Dreyfus calls herself. My name is Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Ends with an A at 126 Pearl Jam. At 455, Bill, the fantasy maven, finds it crazy that you could do a fantasy draft in the last 100 years <laughs> without the internet. It's crazy that this happened like within the last hundred years that we had fantasy that didn't have the internet. I remember <laughs> using the prodigy service to get on the internet in like 92, which was do the math here for me. Less, less than 30, 30 years, years ago, a hundred years ago, yeah. years ago. <laughs> to be clear, a hundred years ago was one year after the end of world war one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were people doing for fantasy football at the end of world war one, Matt at five thirty three. His fantasy draft was male bonding personified. Male bonding personified. Except it was not personified because (laughs) there was no person. At 2551, Bill, of course, is okay with his son playing football. Yes. Despite Bill's repeated criticism of concussions in the sport and the inherent dangers of playing what Vince Lombardi famously called a collision sport, Bill, no problem. And his rationalization to this or justification is, well, it's not like it's a hundred times more dangerous than lacrosse. <laughs> is lacrosse like a hundred times safer than football is? Like, <laughs> first of all, is lacrosse the benchmark for danger? And what is the threshold at which you would decide? Well, it is seventy-five times more dangerous <laughs> than lacrosse, but that's okay. Should a sport be considered one hundred times more dangerous than another sport? Jesus Christ! <laughs> at twenty-six, twenty-four, Bill, as a parent, would you consider? Football, safe. I still don't think it's safe. If it's not safe, dude, and it's your opinion that it's not safe, you can't let your kid play. It makes no sense. I'm not going out here and saying that kids shouldn't play football. But if you are a parent and it is your specific and enunciated position that it is not safe, then it is incumbent on you as the guardian (laughs) of the child's safety and well-being not to let the kid play. So the fact that you go on the record and say it's not safe but your kid is going to play does sound like the act act of a reckless individual yes at 3146 here's his laugh <laughs> and at 3146 this is what it sounds like 
creepily slowed down. At thirty one fifty one. At thirty one fifty one. All right, we're gonna bring in Julie in one second. Matt, you notice he never calls her Julie to her face. I did notice that. Just in his promo at thirty one fifty one. At thirty seven oh five, a sniff and a swallow. Over there. Yeah. And then now that at fifty seven forty two, while talking to the queen, it sounds like he manages to have a conversation while belching. <laughs> when right. you could just buy all the DVDs or rent them or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> At 104.27, Bill manages to inject one of his, uh, another one of his favorite ideas, which is to come up with a way to quantify some concept that is typically unquantifiable. And he comes up with this. Because there's like four you. different ways that could have gone wrong. Oh. <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus correctly points out, maybe the number is larger than four. Oh, yeah. Uh, many more ways it could have gone wrong. <laughs> at 120.56, Bill, in a massive self-ego stroke, points out that JLD is impressed with his question. That's a good question. You've never gotten that one before. No. Look, at I, I could tell you're impressed. It wasn't just that he pointed it out. He was very excited yes, about it. Yes, he was impressed with the fact that she was impressed. <laughs> yes. And you need to know. In a reversal of fortune, she is not impressed that he is not entirely sure who almost 10% of the United States Supreme Court are. I really is. I'm surprised you're not reacting to that. Do you not find that amazing? Yeah, I really enjoyed this. He said it was Elena Kagan, and he could not remember which one she is. And he and and she must have pointed out like she's the she's one of the women. Yes. there's only three of yes. them. Yes, at one thirty two thirty six, Bill manages to, as an old person nearing fifty, leave out words when referencing the Wikipedia entry. You want to be in the Wikipedia when people are looking up Emmy winners. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I listened to the uh, annual AFC Over-Unders first. I don't know if it matters in what order. So did I. Is that the one that was on Bill's pod? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those two. It's 138.40 at 131. Pearl Jam? At two minutes and 50 seconds, listen to all the people who worked together, who banded together in a true display of collective wisdom to get ESPN to hire Bill. They're like, we got to hire this guy. At 3.05, in what is the most unselfconscious and deluded comment of the podcast, Bill agrees that back then, but apparently only back then, he was a pain in the ass. You know, I was a pain in the ass back then. <laughs> but that got better shortly thereafter. And Sal, proving why he is a Bill Simmons podcast all-star, quickly mocks Bill for that opinion. When no. you got to know me, I was not a pain in the ass. Really? It was before? And then Kimmel Live. Yeah, I, th I think by Kimmel, I had it figured out. At 9.45, Bill actually legitimately tries to litigate the Patrick Chung case, despite the fact that he has almost no knowledge of the Patrick yes. Chung case. They came into his house. Yeah. That's why they, everyone There was it. cocaine in the house. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows if it was his cocaine. There was... It's... One of the things he points out or that he argues is that there was no search warrant. First of all, where's your search warrant? Which may or may not be true. I honestly don't know the case. But I can tell you that when the Belknap or Belknap County attorney released a press release on the Patrick Chung arrest, he says that the police arrived 
for a call for service, which to me suggests that they were doing some sort of wellness check on the home. And in the event that they're doing a wellness check on the home, they're permitted to enter because they believe it's necessary to protect someone's safety. So there would not need to be a search warrant to enter the home if they're doing it under exigent circumstances. Oh, so this is just total bull****. Bill has no idea what happened in this case. And, he's, and, and his explanation is like, well, maybe somebody else had the cocaine. I'm just saying, it's a little flimsy. And was had it at Patrick Chung's house, and they were like, well, we're just going to charge Patrick Chung. I mean, does he think the police were like, well, there's some cocaine in here and a bunch of people. Whose house is it? All right, we'll charge that guy. Yes. Not only that, <laughs> but you do not need to be in actual physical control of a piece of property in order to be in constructive possession of the property. And you can, in fact, be prosecuted successfully, even if you are not touching the property at any time. At 752, you know, it's not just people who voluntarily leave the sport for a year who are eligible for comeback player of the year. Torn ACL, that counts as a comeback. In fact, it can be people who are injured. Did you know that, Matt? I did. I think people who voluntarily leave the sport for a year <laughs> should have less of an argument for comeback player of the year. I don't know how this sentence is supposed to be constructed, but to suggest someone is completely disappointment is wrong. Torn ACL, that counts as a comeback. Completely is an adverb. Disappointment is a noun. noun. I feel like it should be an adjective, but I'm fairly certain it is not completely modifying disappointment. At 2410, he's getting paid for this Hotel Tonight ad, but his stomach and his digestive system pay that no never mind. Tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. At 3453, he's trying to say two letters. The abbreviation for touchdown. Do you know what that is, Matt? TD. I like how you say T directly followed by D. Yes. Because that's something Bill was unable to do. <laughs> what do you think Lamar's passing T D over under is? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> in a fairly recent development with Bill Simmons, he argues by saying nonsense words. And he does it to support how comedy should be uncomfortable at 4101. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable anymore. So now it's like, oh, right. At 4739, Bill's wondering what would happen if Tannehill were to play, and he's good. But this is how he says it. What if Tannehill come in and he's actually like yeah. half decent? I think he means comes in. Yes. What if Tannehill comes in? What if he come in? At 109.13, many swallows. 8-1 to one division, 35-1 conference, 75-1 mm-hmm. Super Bowl, plus 325 playoffs, make the case. At 120.17, Bill, who all by himself manages to drive up the price in his own fantasy draft, for Nick Chubb, is again promoting Nick Chubb and his greatness. He's talking about what would happen to people who Nick Chubb hit, and it suggests that they are unable to play 10 pins in a straightforward fashion. And guys were just bowling backwards. By the way, Chris, Bill, terrible fantasy player. Yes. Terrible. His posted, draft came out this year. Yeah, he posted. I don't know why he does that. Why would you even post that? He, draft, he, he, he drafted. He purchased. Weird way to say it. Auction is the yeah. way to go, unloser. <laughs> He, he paid for three quarterbacks. He has Nick Chubb, and the next highest price he paid for a running back was $16. Yeah, Nick Chubb went for 48 Something like that. His other two quarterbacks were, I think, besides whoever his highest price quarterback was, he paid like, I want to say, like $11 or $10 for. Um, he could have used that $11 to pay a... Um, to buy a running back that costs $26 instead of $16. Instead, he has wasted that $10 on two quarterbacks who will, at best, one of them will play one game if nobody gets hurt. It's like, it's illogical. It makes no sense. 
Yeah. Also, didn't he take like two or three defenses? At least two. At 129.48, in a surprise to no one who listens to the Bill Simmons podcast, Bill's son has managed to once again make a questionable decision. Bill takes no credit for parenting, but points out that it was his mother or possibly mother-in-law who gave his son an Amazon gift card of more than $50 because that's how much the BB gun his son purchased. Bill's son, who Bill himself calls a liar, explains that the BB gun was purchased to be a prop in his movies, <laughs> which sounds very, very dubious. Well, he's not actually making movies. He's acting out scenes from movies in their backyard. Oh, he's not even committing them to video? No, that, that was the impression I got. I got the impression he was acting them out like he was playing the scenes. And he wanted something that fires projectiles for <laughs> yes. that. Or pretends he didn't know it was. Yes, and also a knife that pretends stabs you. Which I can understand. Broke. Like, that makes sense. He also bought Szechuan sauce. <laughs> yes. Which is exactly what a child would do. Yeah. When you give him free access to the world's largest retailer and free money. Well, you don't even have to give him free money. Because, uh, I'm sort of jumping ahead, but this on one of this week's podcasts... Bill pointed out that they had to block him from using either caviar or... A Postmates or something yeah, like that. because he was ordering Chipotle. Which is great, <laughs> because it not only shows that he has his own phone, he has the apps on his phone that are in some way associated with a credit card yep, and allows him to access, purchase. And unlimited access to the internet. Parenting 101. At 133.30, during an ad for CarMax, the new Parent Corner sponsor, Bill points out that you can bring a car back within seven days for a full refund, and he's not going to ax any question. Bring it back for a full refund within seven days, no question asked. Finally, only one hour, 14 minutes, and six seconds, which is possibly shorter than this Bill Simmons podcast podcast. It's the Sal podcast, Against All Odds, featuring Bill Simmons, where they do NFC over-unders. Yeah. Before we jump into this, I want to use an anecdote from the first podcast to um, explain or to sort of evidence why Bill must be an extremely difficult person to gamble with. We already know he has a stupid take on fantasy football, and he's bad at drafting uh, or auctioning. Uh, and I imagine has a, like a lot of, like someone we know, a lot of um, reasons why he's right that actually make no sense. Yes. Bill, uh, when they're talking about the AFC North, Bill says that he likes two teams to make the playoffs from the NFC North. Oh, Matt, you're going to apply logic. Yes, he likes two teams from the AFC North to make the playoffs. He says that he does not like the Browns to make the playoffs. Fine. That's a reasonable position. He likes the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, screw the Browns. Yeah. Here's the thing. Not 10 minutes before that, Bill said that he loved the Browns over at <laughs> eight and a half. That means he thinks that the Browns are going to at least win eight ga- or nine games that the Ravens and Steelers are at least going to win nine games, and that only two of them will make the playoffs. First of all, they all play each other twice. Yes. I haven't done the actual math. I'm sure it's possible that this could happen, that there's a tiebreaker, that the Browns win nine games, and the Ravens win nine, and the Steelers win 11, and the Browns are the odd person out. It's got to be really unlikely. I I really, I, I meant to, and just bad podcasting, I meant to uh, do the simulator and try and figure out how this could happen. It just seems really unlikely. Regardless, it's definitely not a good bet. If you don't think the Browns are going to make the playoffs, don't bet the over at eight and a half. That, that's easy. Okay, well put, Matt. <laughs> at 10 minutes and 14 seconds, for the second time this week, <laughs> Kyle, whose job 
is to be producer, editor, and engineer of Bill Simmons podcasts, including the Bill Simmons podcast, is getting a text. How's texting? texting what are you tail. doing? Texting I just said New England and you're texting. <laughs> texting what are you doing? And his, his ex- explanation is that he's texting Tate, <laughs> his predecessor as producer, about getting the pod up. I have to imagine that this is a scenario where Bill is just exasperated, but it's his wife's sister's or brother's kid, and there's just nothing Bill can do about it. The irony at 28 minutes and three seconds, when Bill points out that Aaron Rodgers is kind of a pain in the ass, who thinks he's better than every coach. (laughs) He's actually Mm. kind of a pain in the ass. He's actually Mm. kind of a pain in the ass. And he thinks he's better than every coach. Matt, I'd like to hearken back to the last podcast we discussed for another young man, a superstar (laughs) in the making, who was also somewhat of a pain in the ass. You know, I was a pain in the ass back then. Who also thought he knew everything. Back then, I was definitely like, I'd never really been edited by somebody before. I was always like fighting with them Uh, for stuff. But somehow, through perseverance and enormous intellect, was able to overcome. Right around 23 minutes, Bill is trying to explain all the primetime games that the Bears have. Oh, oh, Matt, please continue. (laughs) This is a good, uh, it's a combination of Bill being an idiot and also really trying to use his ET and PT skills. He starts to tell the games. He's listing them really fast. I think he starts in Pacific time, then realizes, well, most of the people don't care about the Pacific time, and changes it to Eastern time. He spits them out real fast. He says ETPT. It sounds ridiculous. And Sal is not sure if it's a bit or not. He's like, was that a joke or a thing you were trying to do? It's really great. Yeah, 520, 120, this is Pacific time. So 820, 425, I'll do it Eastern time. Let me start this the third time. Go on. 820, 425, this is not the first time Bill has not correctly phrased circle jerk. It's, it's like, like a, a, a big, big jerk, jerk circle. circle. For this At this point, he's talking about Kyler Murray. Which is Murray. weird. Why are we talking about circle jerk so much? Well, here's the thing. I don't think he's talking about the euphemism circle jerk. I think he's thinking about a real life thing <laughs> that he participated in <laughs> with other men where they would gather in a circle and masturbate. Because otherwise, you would just say circle jerk. But when he says jerk off circle... It sounds like he's referencing something he has real experience with. Matt, have you ever wondered about Benjamin Button's disease? <laughs> Dude, never, when, never wondered about it. When I was a kid, there was a Buck <laughs> Rogers, and uh, the aliens on this one planet or whatever, they would start out as grown old people, and then they would age until they were babies, and it spooked me like crazy. <laughs> it's Benjamin Button's disease. Bill wants to point out at 3426, that is not the case. <laughs> In football. Yeah. Every year now he's older. And... <laughs> Which is how fucking everyone ages. Yes, yes. <laughs> as mean. far as we know, this is how you know that Sal's a pro at podcasting, but that he's dealing with a non-pro in Cousin Kyle. At 49.46, Sal realizes he has botched the audio in a read for flooring. This is how it sounds when Kyle leaves in his reread of the same copy to over 15 discounted services to help you grow your business. So, explore your fl- So, explore your local floor and decor. Now what Sal expected 
was that his producer or editor or engineer would take out the botch and edit it. It would have sounded something like this. To over 15 discounted services to help you grow your business. So explore your local floor and decor. I'm not an audio professional. I haven't dealt with this stuff in decades. I just hack around with my little buddy, Matt, and we do the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. But that's what Sal was thinking, something that approximates that. His producer would cover for him. He was not expecting to be dealing with family. And that's why he ends up sounding like a dipshit. At 10751, Bill asks Kyle if Kyle's mic is on. Kyle, is your mic on? Yeah. Kyle says yes. We would expect Kyle to have earphones on so that he can hear what he is producing. Matt, listen to this and sound and, and tell me if it sounds like Kyle's mic is on. Do you believe in Jimmy G this year? Nobody, let me tell you something. Nobody loved Jimmy G more than Kyle. I never stopped. But you're tough, still in. Yeah, he had a tough break. It does not. <laughs> Matt, that's four podcasts in one week. Mm. Oh, shit. We forgot to talk about what was delicious. <laughs> Have a listen. And it includes Sal and the beautiful Julie Louis-Dreyfus. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. <laughs>